are Locked On Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Dolphins fans, and welcome to another episode of Locked On Dolphins. I am your host, Kyle Krabs, and on today's episode of the show, we are going to go over some of the tidbits, nuggets, and interesting quotes from the Miami Dolphins' assistant coaching staff, which came to light over the course of the last two days as the Dolphins' coaches had media availability for the first time during OTAs and that window. I'm your host, Kyle Krabs, managing editor of USA Today's Dolphins Wire, director of scouting at DraftNetwork.com, lifelong Miami Dolphins fan, and ready to dig in. So, We had two days worth and two hours worth of question and answer with the Dolphins assistant coaching staffs. And I'll start on the defensive side of the ball because I think there's some really relevant, you know, interesting revelations that that have kind of come to light just listening to some of the coaches talk about what's going on with certain players on the roster. And the one that jumps out to me is Javon Holland uh, from Gerald Alexander, who spoke today was asked uh, about what a rookie can do to establish himself as a primary communicator and leader on defense. And Gerald Alexander had this to say, really for any rookie, especially in Javon's case, he's got to develop a great understanding of what we're doing and what to say. He's been doing a really good job of being attentive in meetings and gathering all the information and the things that he's going to be responsible for because as a free safety in our defense, we need him to right the wrong and really know how all the other individual spots and know the 11-piece puzzle on defense and how it works. For him to be able to establish that, he's got to know what to say in what situations and what not to say, but also be loud and confident in the demeanor in order for him to take command that we need him to as a free safety or any position on the field, which Gerald, he threw that in there, or any position on the field, but obviously with the Dolphins making the move away from Bobby McCain as the team's free safety, and hearing Gerald Alexander talk about Javon Holland and what he needs to do, it's very apparent, and this was kind of the dots were connected here, uh, Javon Holland's going to play free safety for the Miami Dolphins, guys. And I think about starting to piece the puzzle together. And I think about how the team chose to handle Noah Igbenogany, and I think about what Eric Rowe talked about last year, and I think all of these pieces fit together as far as why Javon Holland, at least early on in his rookie season, and it may look different by the end of the year, but why maybe we should expect him to play single high free safety and only single high free safety early on. And it comes down to to understanding and having a deep understanding and, and grasp on the concepts of where you fit in all types of situations. So to start piecing these things together, we now have to go and think about what Gerald Alexander talked about with Noah Igbenogany, and then we have to revisit what Eric Rowe talked about last year in the summertime in, tr- in training camp. Gerald Alexander yesterday said, in Noah's case, He's still going to develop as a perimeter corner, but also have the versatility to be able to play inside. And that was a big thing. This I'm no longer quoting Gerald Alexander here. In 2020, the big question was, are you going to let Noah Igbenogany compete to play at slot, or is he just going to stay outside? And he really only got looks to play outside. And Gerald Alexander then continues and says, I think when we looked at his skill set, ideally when we got him drafted, we knew that he had the physical ability to do both. 
in order to focus on the communication part, there's a little bit more of that that he's going to have to pay attention to this offseason so he can be an effective communicator playing inside and knowing what to do, especially when you think about the responsibilities in the run game and how that vision changes versus being a perimeter corner on the outside. You've got to look at that a little bit more and know a little bit more in the box as a star. So star being the, the position designation for the Dolphins. Gerald Alexander continued talking about knowing Benogany when asked about how far he's come since the first time we got hands on him in Miami. And, and Gerald said, uh, Noah's in a situation last year where he was able to really concentrate and develop again. This is a guy who hasn't played cornerback uh, for very long in his career, not just in his pro career. And no longer quoting Gerald Alexander here, but he played corner for like two years at Auburn. And that's it. He came into Auburn as a wide receiver. Now, resuming quoting Gerald Alexander, he's developed a lot as far as his technique, his fundamental footwork, his transitioning, and then not to mention developing in our defense and what we're asking him to do. Now it's time to really take the next step while also learning some stuff on the inside. Now get a chance to know what the run game looks like and to know what keys to look at and guard guys in the slot that are dealing with a little bit more space and have a little bit more presence in the middle of the field or any help versus being out there on the perimeter. We have a long way to go. I'm not going to sit here and sugarcoat and say that we don't have a long way to go. Now take all that and apply it to what Eric Rowe talked about last year when he said the biggest, the most important point of emphasis for him last offseason was getting mental reps at how he fit in the box. Eric Rowe had played free safety in Utah. He came and played nickel corner, and he also played outside corner in these early portions of his career between his time in Philadelphia and his time in New England. He comes to Miami, transitions to strong safety in the second half of 2019. That entire offseason, it was drilled and hammered. You got to learn your run fits. You got to know what gap you're responsible for. You got to know the front. So for Noe Igbenogany to come in and, and have two years of experience playing corner, period, yeah, it makes sense for the Dolphins to say, hey, let's just get you good at playing coverage at the NFL level first, and then we can worry about adding a run-level responsibility beyond just be the outside contain guy to your plate uh, by giving you the opportunity to compete on the inside. Now think about Javon Holland. Think about all of the things that Gerald Alexander has already said Javon Holland is going to be responsible for. I'm going to go back to his quote. He's got to develop a great understanding of what we're doing and what to say. As the free safety in our defense, we need him to right the wrongs and really know all of the other individual spots and how the 11-piece puzzle on defense works for him to be able to establish that. He's got to know what to say in what situations and what not to say, but also to be loud and confident in his demeanor. Do you think they're going to take that until he proves he can master that? And now ask him to be the hybrid guy who plays some nickel linebacker and plays in the slot. This, is, this was a big revelation for me, to sit here and listen to what the conversation was about Noah Benogany and why they chose to handle him the way that he did, the team did last year. And then remember what Eric Rowe talked about. And now think about Javon Holland. And yes, as he matures and proves himself, I think he'll play more into the role that I envisually, originally envisioned Javon Holland playing in this defense. And Gerald Alexander even talked about that, about the tape that he had at the University of Oregon kind of being the tale of two seasons. His freshman year, he played high post, single high free safety on like 70% of his defensive snaps. 2019, his sophomore season, he played the majority of his snaps in the slot. 
but he also played nickel linebacker. He played as an end man on line of scrimmage, and he still played high post free safety. Holland has physically proven he's capable of doing all of these things. But for this Dolphins defense, these secondary, these interior secondary players, your nickel corners, your nickel safeties, your strong safeties, your guy who's not playing in the high post and playing the free safety and roaming and cover one and responsible for not letting anything beyond him and trying to play the ball and challenge and take away the deep ball, you got to be prime on your fits. You got to be prime on your fronts. You got to understand what the heck's going on in your run fits. Because the Dolphins ideally, in a lot of situations, they're going to play man-to-man coverage. And they like having those, the, just like the Patriots, they like having that rat in the hole. Somebody sitting at 10 yards to kind of prowl and pluck anything over the middle. They don't want to have to force themselves into plus one in the box. If you can fit up the run without committing that extra defender that's going to give you the deficiency for teams to go over top of you or, or play crossers and, and run away from your leverage and man coverage, that's what they want to do. So it, it kind of like was like, aha, like I'm surprised they're going with Javon Holland in this route by cutting Bobby McCain and just effectively opening the door for him to play there. But as he proves he can master this defense and master the coverage responsibilities, then they can start getting into, let's also give you some nickel reps and start to coach you up on how to key the run and make sure you're triggering in the right situation to get down there and be a beast tackling off the edge. So Gerald Alexander's commentary very specifically gave me a a very uh, enlightened perspective on Javon Holland's opportunity to play free safety, uh, and it was it was kind of spurred on by Gerald Alexander being talked about or talking about Javon Holland and being very elaborate as far as hey, in a free safety in our defense, this is the way it works. And I he got off the car and said, "Well, shoot, I guess Javon Holland's really playing free safety." And then we reflected on what he said about Noig Benogany. It's, ah, there's a method to the madness here. There's a reason the coaches do it the way that they do. And that's just me kind of stringing things together and making sense of what their methodology and player development has been about for other players and other examples in the same uh, area of the defense, which is the secondary. Built Bar's candy bar that tastes like a candy bar. These things, I'm telling you, they're delicious. 10-plus flavors to choose from. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Built Bar's got you. Something for after your workout, Built Bar's got you. Something before your workout, Built Bar's got you. Something during your workout. Something delicious throughout the day, something for dessert, something keto-friendly, something to grab and go. You name it, Built Bar can be it. We're talking about high in protein, high in fiber, low in sugar, low in calories. 100% chocolate on all of their bars. Right now, you can visit BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCK15, and save 15% off your next order. So head over to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCK15, and save 15%. Get yourself a box of the world's most delicious protein bar. The other coach I really enjoyed hearing from thus far early this week was offensive line coach Lemuel Jean-Pierre, who gave us a really interesting tidbit very early on in his press availability, and then I actually had the opportunity to ask him the final question of his availability and asked him to follow up on that. And here's what he had to say. The question at the beginning of the, of the presser was, what did you learn from last year's experience working with this unit, and how can you help them improve and gain an identity as an offensive line? And Coach Lem said, I've got a good group. 
They were good last year as well. I think one thing that's high for me is character. We've got a high character group. They work hard, ask a lot of questions, all that stuff. Even now they contact me on the weekends asking more questions, trying to learn. That kind of goes into your second question where I'm trying to give them more information to understand football as a whole. It helped me out a lot when you understand more than just blocking the end and things like that. So I help them there and techniques and the reason why and things like that. Uh, So I love hearing that these players on the offensive line, this young group that started with three rookies at the end of last year, uh, is so engaged in trying to absorb more information and get better. Uh, My question to close uh, was this. You've mentioned, Coach Lem, how engaged your players are right now to absorb as much information as they can. I'm curious between your experiences as both a player in the league and as a coach, what insights you have on how rare or unique it is to have such an engaged group at this point in the offseason. This is what he had to say, and this really jumped out to me. I was very fortunate in terms of playing. I have to make sure I give a shout out to the guy who kind of helped groom me, Tom Cable, and the whole line we had in terms of when we started back when I was playing. Then even now, you see how important communication and the connectiveness of the group is, not off the field, but on the field. Not only off the field, but on the field. They will push each other in terms of quizzing each other and asking those questions and understanding the terms of the O-line room in general. I think in any actual business where you can develop a culture to where it's not just, hey, I'm at work and now I'm leaving, but who are personally in your life and your family's lives? How are those things going? It's going to pay off more in the end. There is more of that care. That's why it's really cool being here and part of the culture because I felt that when I got here with Coach Flores and the entire organization. That needs to go through my room for sure, and that will go through the team. So. I asked a question about kind of how Coach Lem has experienced young players being engaged, and I got a much more deeper-rooted answer that I really enjoyed, and it's talking about what's being built here in, in Miami with the Dolphins. And we all ask, people ask me all the time, why is this regime different? And there's definitely some commonalities that everybody talks about, and they're not just cliches, but you listen to all the coaches talk over the last two days, and it was about communication, and it was about teaching the players the why of why they're doing things. And for Coach Lem, expressing that, that he felt this level of not just, I'm at the office for my nine to five, but rather there's a sense of, camaraderie amongst the group and it helps you be more accountable to your own teammates and it wants you it makes you want to be better for them as much as anything else Uh, so when he says you know it's really cool being here and a part of the culture because I felt that when I got here with coach Flores and the whole organization and you think about the buzzword culture and what it means and why the Dolphins are choosing to hire coaches from within and promote assisting coaches to step in, it's because Brian Flores has seen that those guys and their messaging to players really resonates. And then you go back and you listen to what Andrew Van Ginkle said at the end of last week. And he said, I had three separate position coaches last year, and every single one of them had the same messaging for me, no matter what. And it really helped me retain and develop as a player. So this is how all the pieces of the puzzle for the Miami Dolphins are starting to fit together. The insight was excellent. 
and, and it, it's kind of the roots beneath the surface thing that's at play that I don't think the Dolphins have had any of. I mean, the Adam Gase and Joe Philbin eras, as far as player relations and everybody moving in the same direction and everybody uh, being comfortable with the direction of the franchise, it's night. it was non-existent. It was night and day. So the Dolphins, their decision to be honest with themselves and bring in somebody who has managerial skills, has people skills, is and, and then applying that care to your player evaluation to identify young players, and that's been alluded to over the last two days from assistant coaches as well. Co- coaches talking about all the guys that Chris Greer and Brian Flores bring in here, the game means something to them. It's important to them. They work their butts off. So that's how a question rooted in, you know, what what can Coach Lem do to help his offensive line group be better led me to this great appreciation of an, the embodiment of what's really going on beneath the surface, which is the the team culture that we talk about and, and some people, I'm sure, roll their eyes about because it's such a cliche. Uh, it's at play here, and it matters. And for the sake of this young offensive line, these dudes are grinding, and they're, they're pushing each other, and they want to be great because the game matters to them. And continuing to add more pieces that think that same way for a team that had some success last year with 10 wins, if you can piggyback off of that and take advantage of the new influx and new talent, but still keep that in play, let's go. Let's go. Speaking of let's go, bet online. You're trying to win some money. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports action, whether you're into MLB, NBA, NHL, UFC, you name it. You can visit Bet Online for all of your sports information needs, your odds, sign up bonuses, you name it. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for deep runs into the postseason. Head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit using promo code LOCKED ON. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. I alluded to this last one. You know, obviously everybody was all up in and felt some kind of way about Danny Crossman saying that anybody who has experience returning kicks is going to get a look at kick returner, uh, including Jakeem Grant's agent, who uh, had some commentary about uh, giving guys a look to return kicks uh, when you have an, already have an all-pro returner, second-team all-pro returner, uh, on the roster. Uh, but that's neither here nor there. That's a conversation for another day. Uh but I alluded to the last one yesterday with George Godsey and Eric Studisville and then Charlie Fry, the quarterback's coach, when he was asked about changing the picture for defenses. And Eric Studisville was very emphatic on Monday, and I loved hearing him talk. I really appreciated his insight. He did not have a single short answer. He was very insightful, very transparent, I could listen to him talk football quite a bit. Uh, but he was asked uh, a number of different questions about a, a new offense, a remade playbook, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And one thing that I really enjoyed him saying is, uh, and this this one came from Joe Shad, the question being it's very common for quarterbacks to get new offenses year-to-year basis. Unfortunately, it's the nature of the business. The coaches change very frequently, whether it's in college or the pros. Uh, one thing coaches of quarterbacks always say to me is, 
This book is like learning Spanish. Last year was French. This year before. If last year was French for the Dolphins playbook, is this year Spanish or is there still a lot of French? And Eric Studisville gave a great answer. He said, I think that's a great question. It's interesting you say that because I tell my players all the time, really football players should be able to speak multiple foreign languages because our brains are wired to learn language. Our language is football. It's not a foreign language. I'm not highly motivated to learn another language either, but I'm highly motivated to learn a different football language. But we're wired to learn language and they are different languages in football. People are in the same places for the most part. Assignments, protections, run game concepts, routes, often coverages are very, very similar from spot to spot. So it's just translating what that is and how we talk about that and what that is. But it's communication and it's collaborative. All of us are saying it and seeing it the same way. So again, there's that communication talking about uh, from a team culture perspective and the coaches all having that same messaging. And Charlie Fry talked about a collaborative effort. He was asked if he had the chance to, to contribute anything uh, from the playbook there at Western Michigan uh, to the playbook here in Miami. And he said, like I said, it's been a really awesome process ever since we got here after the Senior Bowl. Really a collaboration of everybody that's been in the room. This is how we've done it before. How does it apply to what we're using uh, and can use it for moving forward. There's been a lot of discussions and a lot of great ideas coming from everybody involved. George Gotzi, they grilled him four times asking him who's calling the plays. Uh, as far as a, a game week effort, it's going to be collaborative. And, and they know who's going to call the plays. I'm sure they do at this point in time. They're not going to tell you. Uh, but having different coaches that can focus on different dynamics and then just finding where it overlaps is a good opportunity for the Dolphins to give more attention to detail to the offensive side of the football. And as Eric Studisville said, uh, a lot of times the basic plays are the ones that work really well. Uh, he said, it's not so much about plays, it's execution. There's a lot of good plays out there, and they're not very good plays if you don't execute them. So if we execute well, you can run simple plays and be really, really good at them. I don't worry about plays that we don't have in as far as the playbook and how it's taken. It's been a long process. I don't think the playbook is done. I don't think it's ever done. We're always looking and studying, and if we can get something from somewhere else that we think is good for us, then we're going to continue to add and evolve. Now, maybe some things aren't as highly repped in practice or don't have a great frequency, but I don't ever see a playbook as done. To me, a playbook is a living document. It continues to grow and evolve based on the players you get and what they can do because in there we want to be able to find out what our players do best, and then those are the plays that we want to use. Simple plays, and again, that, and I mentioned this yesterday, is a lot of messaging you get from a lot of high-level play callers. It's, what's your bread and butter plays? Master those 10 to 15 plays, and then use different looks and identify what looks you can get multiple of those bread and butter plays into, and then you have your specials, you have your situational football, blah, 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 blah. But like, you don't, you don't got to call 85 different play calls throughout the course of a single 60-minute game. Stick with inside zone. Stick with split zone. Go ahead. As long as you can make it look at different so they don't understand what's coming right away and you get different wrinkles off of that and then you have the counterpunch for when they're finally geared up and anticipating what's coming, 
That's what it's all about. It's the cat and mouse game. It'll be exciting to see how it all materializes. And there's lots more to take away from this week. And that this has been an awesome collection. Today, Brian Flores is meeting with the media. And then a couple of players, including Mike Kaseki and Tua Tongvalo, meeting with the media. Uh, so we'll have an update on those tomorrow for you on the show. So hit subscribe here on Locked On Dolphins. We're only getting started this week. we got two more shows. Great content coming. Keep it locked in right here on Locked On Dolphins. I'm Kyle Krabs. Thanks, as always, for listening. Fins up, everybody.